What if every experience, every hardship, every obstacle was given to you, not to break you, but to mold you and strengthen you? What if the center of your suffering was actually the key to ultimate health? And what if your own pain was meant to be the catalyst for your greatest purpose? Welcome to Buddha Belly Life, empowering purpose, mind to microbiome. Hey guys, it's Coach Brid. Thank you for joining us on the Buddha Belly Life podcast. This is uh, session two this week or this month all about building your dream wellness business, building the ultimate wellness business and all the business tips and strategies and things that I've got for you. So uh, this is session three. If you missed the previous two, you'll want to go back through them. They're short, sweet, and hopefully full of intensive value. Uh, so we covered uh, developing your product, creative strategy for product, developing something and creating something that you really love around a life that you really ultimately want from the inside out, not running full bore and making it up along the way. Uh, session two, we covered building your business machine. That's a huge one. If you don't have a machine, you don't know how to grow, evolve, or read your data. Therefore, it makes it really hard to to grow your business or do the things you want to do or see where you're going wrong and know where you're going right. Uh, today, we're going to talk about servicing your business, servicing your clients, your customers, and things like that, and why your servicing is also responsible for your future sales. So your clients, your customers, they're more than a number or a dollar sign. They are little marketers everywhere they go. They're people talk, especially with social media. And unfortunately, they talk real easy when it's negative and not as easy when it's positive, unfortunately. So we got to look work a lot harder and more consciously to get people to speak positively and to avoid the negative rapport and uh, comments from things that that are disliked. Uh, but this is this is can really work in our favor too, because it means that all these people the more we invest in the process that we service the people that are already hiring us, um, buying from us, that are oh, have already given us a chance, the more we nurture those people, the more we create word of mouth marketing, we create rapport amongst the public. We've, we've set marketers out there in, into the world without spending an extra dime, right? We've put in, we've put in the quality into them and they will speak for our services, for the quality of what we do. And that is so, so, so powerful and often underestimated. If you are a solopreneur or you have a small business or you're, or if you have a business that's so big that you're just drowning in, you know, management and, and doing all that, then chances are the servicing piece can really fall by the wayside because it's easy to struggle just to perform the tasks. If you're wearing all the hats, that's even more. If you're somebody who's an independent contractor, um, you're probably wearing a ton of hats. And so therefore your servicing process is only so good. Uh, what can come in that often, I guess some of the, the biggest pitfalls I see in that are either the servicing process sucks or the marketing process sucks because they teeter totter. Um, I see people that they can't focus on two things at one time. They haven't set up a process to handle two things at one time. So I'm going to give you guys some tips on how not to make those mistakes and how to really maximize your own personal value and service well so that your people that already trust you can do a lot of marketing for you. Okay. So set them up for success, but don't carry them. So that means set up 
the people that are in front of you, but don't, but set hard boundaries. Okay. Set boundaries so that they don't rely on you to work yourself to the bone for them so that they know where those parameters lie. I like coaches, you know, make sure that people know what is in your coaching services and correspondence, what the cost that they've spent, you know, or the investment that they made, what that covers of your time. What kind of meetings that is? Does that include email correspondence? If so, how much? If so, what time do you get back to them? Um, you know, make sure that you set your boundaries first and then you give, you deliver well on the value that you give when you were there and that you set things up when you can't be, you know, so you're delivering really, really, you're servicing them really well rounded. Um, so this is a whole process and this is kind of like your business machine. Your business machine to sell is kind of, you kind of need a whole nother little machine to service. Now I say little lightly because it might be huge depending on what kind of business you have. Like I said, this doesn't just pertain to health and wellness businesses. This pertains to really every business, but our specialty here is health and wellness. So, um, you know, so set them up for success, but don't carry them. Don't let people abuse you because if you do, then you'll be stuck, you know, being time poor and having the life sucked out of you by people that don't, that just use you all the time, um, that don't understand any kind of time boundaries, any kind of your boundaries, and then it'll tax you for other clients, therefore potentially leaving a bad taste in everyone's mouth and making you exhausted and not enjoying what you're doing. So Set them up for success, but don't carry them. Make those parameters well-defined and give high value for what you are doing. Have an onboarding process, have a follow-up process, have a thank you process, have a, you know, whatever it is, exit process, and make sure that, you know, you see that through. Create a nurturing system and exit. So that brings us to this part, create a nurturing system and exit. So like I said, it's kind of like another little machine like we talked about in the last episode. So you want to make sure that people have people they can talk to. If you're selling something online, um, especially if it's a product or something, what is your customer service process? What is your sales process, your receipt process, your shipping process? If you were doing everything, um, do you have the capacity to flex with demand? If all of a sudden your name is featured in a magazine and your product or your service is featured somewhere huge and your sales skyrocket overnight, how are you servicing that? Sometimes it's, that's a scary question because sometimes we can't, we could not grow if we were to grow. If you were to grow four times from what you have right now, would you be able to service it? And forward thinking, um, and is, is really important. And I'll tell you some, a couple of things actually that really help with that process in a minute. Um, but what you want to do is you want to know your time value. That is huge. What is your time value? So how much time are you spending with people? Um, and what is your time worth? Add it up. Because what happens is that other people may be worth paying to do things that aren't worth you doing. Your time may likely be more valuable spent doing the higher dollar things than some of the servicing processes that you're currently doing. That'll get me to the last point in a minute here. Um, but you know, create a nurturing system. So, so. Do it intelligently. So if someone's going to sign on, let's say you have a brick and mortar wellness facility and you're taking clients, okay? What is your onboarding process? We've got your sales process. So at this point, you have sold these people on your services. So what is your process? How are you organizing 
their visits or their services? How are you um, going above and beyond to answer their questions? What happens if they have an issue? Do they just call, are they just calling your direct line or do you have an area that you can filter them through? And is it clear and concise as to what your working hours are and your correspondence? You're better to say, Hey, I work within these windows and be prompt with correspondence with them than you are to leave that an open window and people fall through the cracks and it gets kind of random or they expect you to get back to them, you know, in a matter of minutes and this isn't happening and now they are distraught about it and you've left a bad taste in their mouth. Um, you know, it's better when those expectations are set and they know it's just like kids. I know I'm a mom. You know, so it's, it's, it's very similar. Our kids do so much better when they already know what we expect than when we go throwing demands or things at them when they're asking for stuff because they don't really know what we might say. Then they get all the more pissy when we say no or maybe or we can't do that right now, right? Because there was a chance. There was a chance we could and they set an expectation on the maybe. That's when, <laughs> how many of us do that? That we like, they say maybe, you know, does maybe mean yes or no? Maybe means there's a chance. So if it's something that we're expecting or we're wanting, then maybe means there's a chance. And unset boundaries are like a chronic maybe in parenting and in business, okay? So we need to set our boundaries and we need to have a process and we can't do the boundaries if we don't have a process. So how are you really nurturing your clientele, um, your customers and stuff like that. Some of you guys, it's, it's a simple process, but for some of you, you know, setting up appointments regularly, check-ins, uh, things like that, those should be organized rituals and they should be done well with quality. They don't have to be, you don't have to have quantity if you have quality, okay? And you have high value for what you give and it's known. And because you're gonna have people, here's the worst part, you know, the best part and the worst part. You cannot please everybody. You're gonna have people that get angry that, you know, they didn't get this and this or whatever. There's people that are just miserable people. And while you should take, uh, you should take all that stuff as data, it's always good data. People's complaints are data. Um, their attitudes are data. Maybe it's, it's only relevant because it just teaches you what some people are capable of and it allows you to mentally prepare that these things happen sometimes because they will, especially as you grow. Do you have a desire for fulfillment? Does helping people tap into their own health mentally, emotionally, and physically fire you up? Do you believe in the impact of the gut microbiome on overall wellness? You may be an HWCA coach. For more info on our cutting-edge health coach trainings, visit hwcacoach.com. But sometimes it's data over things, you know, areas where you've fallen through the cracks or where your business isn't quite, maybe your servicing process is, is... is not quite what it should be. And it allows you to pivot a little bit and add some of those things to get better rapport and better outcome with your people. So I can't tell you how important that one really is, a good nurturing system and exit strategy. Because when they leave you, if they leave you, if you have some kind of thing where, I don't want to say exit strategy, like they'll never come back. Some of some of you guys have have businesses where it's kind of one and done, right? Like, like for our school, for instance, okay? Some people may come back and add on to their educations. I, they like to come back and do the masterminds, which are included in, in their training. Um, but we want to have a good exit strategy because ultimately we're sending these little birdies out of the nest often to their own to go create their dream businesses. And we've given them, you know, they're done with their certifications now. Um, and so 
we, we want to have an exit strategy. And our exit strategy is usually their final project call. And it's not only, not only are we helping them execute their, their business, they, we help them design a final project essentially that is applicable to the direction they're going with their business so that we can really maximize the potential of that. So it qualifies for their certification. Um, and, and it also allows them to, it benefits them. It's like us holding our hand through and they choose what it is, but we help brainstorm with them and it allows them to have this, this great component that they need for their business direction while we are assisting and mentoring them through the process. So it's a cool thing and it allows us to, you know, kind of touch base with them before they go. And then we do like a rad grad feature when they graduate and they get their certifications. And that's our way of close, you know, encompassing all encompassing um with our training with them and what i will say is this process when we we've kind of um it's been probably the last year and a half that we've done that and we also implemented what we called the pre-business immersion so it's basically before they start their coaching they go through the pre-business course and it helps kind of get their their business wheels turning of their niche and kind of their ideal client and all those kinds of things that not everyone thinks about and we teach them a really unique way to, to study that also helps build rapport and work their business, whether they're certified or not, work a future potential client base as they're studying. So we teach a really unique way of doing that. But as we are meeting with them, we, we go over kind of some of these things. And what's really cool about that is that it sets them up to really maximize the potential of this. And then we do the exit, you know, where they, they do their, um, their final project and it, you know, it gets their business going. And since we've implemented this process, this servicing process, the amount of grad of coaches that we've had sign up and graduate has increased dramatically, probably by at least 20%. Um, we have a really great ratio of, of signups to graduates who actually complete the program and go on. Um, the quality of businesses that they launch with has increased dramatically since we've started. Um, so the quality of coaches, the active, um, coaches, the applications that they're using, the the amount of coaches that are applying and and doing this has increased dramatically. And so guess what's going to happen when we do that, right? What's going to happen? You think they're going to leave? Are they as apt to leave and talk bad about the school? Are they as apt to leave and be dissatisfied with something and come back? Like, no, that, I mean, that we hardly ever have any kind of, of complaints and you, you can't get away a hundred percent. So I won't say never, but it is so rare. It's so rare that I actually have to develop thicker skin handling when people are not satisfied or when we have an issue because it's been just such a blessing. But that, you know, and as we grow, you know, that's, we got to keep evolving in that process and figure out what to do. And I use the school as an example because it may just help show you guys this, but this is what's important with each business is really your nurturing system and exit. And if it's a product that someone's going to come back and buy and you want them to be coming back, then you've got to think, okay, how am I, after they make their first sale, what am I doing? You know, am I nurturing them? Am I spamming them with a ton of emails? Or am I occasionally giving them some value content and maybe a cool coupon and, hey, uh, an, an opportunity to be an ambassador for your product or, a, you know, and, and, and help share that with other people or whatever. Okay. Like, how are you nurturing them? You know, thank you card. You see dentists and stuff send you a happy birthday card. This is a, an example of nurturing your client base staying connected to people or doing the process right so that their whole experience while they're in your circle working with you is very positive, consistent, congruent, and equal amongst people and well understood. Okay. 
That is, that is so important. And then lastly, okay, you know, when we talked about how you need to know your time value, know your time value, because obviously all these processes and things are really great and they're really necessary. But if it requires your sanity, sanity, um, to break because you are doing too many things and wearing too many hats, then one, you're not going to do the process well. And two, it's going to burn you out. So now we come to the importance of outsourcing. And this is where I can't tell you how important it is. When you know how much your time is worth, you'll know how much it is worth to pay someone else to do things that are way below your pay grade. And that's not condescending to people that that do some of these things, okay? But it's important to know that. Employ someone who needs a job, but make your time worth it. So if I'm gonna pay somebody 20 bucks an hour to do something because my time is worth 100 bucks an hour, okay? Then then what am I doing with that time that I'm outsourcing? If I'm gonna pay someone 20 bucks an hour, then either I'm earning 100 bucks in that hour, so I'm profiting $80 on that hour using my skills better where they're better used or it's worth some other kind of value to me, some other currency like we talked about in a couple episodes ago, the family, the time currency, the health currency, okay? Sometimes that 20 bucks an hour for somebody else to do some of the content or the 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 correspondence or some of these kinds of things or filing and, and client information and paperwork, that to me is worth a lot um, time-wise and health-wise and stress-wise. Okay. So decide what your time value and then outsource. They make, there's so many resources now for outsourcing. In fact, I can't think of it right off the top of my head, but if you, if you Google, okay, like outsourcing, um, like personal assistance and things like that, you'll get a few recommendations and I can't remember the main one, but there's one that's going to come up and it's well vetted and it's, um, it's really professional and it's, you know, there's all kinds of personal assistance and things that you can hire and that are backed in, in, um, basically where they're vetted so that, you know, they can't just steal your personal information if they have to work in your accounts and stuff. And there's people that do so much. If you haven't heard of Fiverr, you can get on Fiverr and you can find people to do all kinds of things for you. Content creation, logo design, all these kinds of little things, right? Things that maybe, and, and even things like personal assistant work and, um, social media management. Okay. That's huge. So, so many areas that we can outsource. So that we don't have to spend all of our time doing all the things, but we can still provide a great system, which is a great seller, which is all that marketing long after the work's done, right? So we'll stop with that today. We'll start with that. We'll stop with that here in session three. We'll start session four on the new age of marketing. And I want to talk all about social media, some of the changes we've noticed, some different ways to do things, where there's a time and a place, and a few of my personal tips, especially for you wellness people. So thank you for joining us today and we'll see you next week. Thank you for joining us for another empowering episode of Buddha Belly Life. For more information on gut health and mindset resources, visit BuddhaBellyLife.com. And remember, heal yourself and then empower others to do the same.